0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched several things this week. It is a huge week for us. We watched Spider-Man No Way Home, the fifth episode of Hawkeye, and the new Guillermo del Toro film Nightmare Alley. Major, major, huge, biggest of spoiler alerts, probably the biggest spoiler alert we could issue this year. If you have not seen particularly Spider-Man No Way Home or Hawkeye and you plan on seeing them come back to this episode later if you've already seen them you're good to go same goes sort of for nightmare alley we're feeling less precious about the spoilers for that one but we don't want to ruin the marvel stuff for this week for anyone so please come back to this episode once you've seen all the things also be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points and without further ado here's we're watching what matt i would like to start with you this week because was this the greatest marvel week of your life short of mephisto showing up
1: <laughs> I mean it. It was yeah. I mean there were. It was very satisfying that two of my loves are officially back. Mm-hmm. I assume obviously we're spoiling, but Fisk and, and Matt, Daredevil and Kingpin are uh, are official. But,
0: but not just them. Vincent D'Onofrio and, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's like you know, and it was really really wonderful. I, I will say. I was immediately sad that Feige had just confirmed that Charlie Cox would be Daredevil, like if we ever get him again. So right. I was like, ah, oh, did you? Ha- could you just not say anything? Because it would have been even more like Scream when he appeared for me. But yeah, I still, yeah. I'll take it. I don't care. I'll take it. But yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: I mean, this is my my greatest fear was you getting having this week spoiled for you. Because when yeah, I saw it, I, that, was, yeah. I was just like, oh my god, someone's gonna ruin this for Matt.
1: <laughs> What's funny is, because you obviously saw this for Jackie and myself, and you were obviously telling us, like, just avoid the internet, avoid it, avoid it, avoid yeah. it, once the review embargo was lifted. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, when you were so adamant about it, I, I was like, I remember thinking, about saying to Jackie, I was like, yeah, maybe there's more to this movie than we thought. Maybe like Wanda's behind things. Maybe Mephisto really does show up. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like so obviously someone's appearing. But I think because... The Matt speculation is now so old that it kind of, I've, and now I, I just didn't think about it. I did not think right. at all that you were thinking that. Like, I don't know why I didn't even go there. So I'm glad I didn't go there, but I didn't go there. <laughs>
0: yes, so. I, I was trying to be forceful about it without giving it away because I was like, if I'm yeah. too specific so about good. it, I'll ruin it. But I yeah. also really want you to enjoy this moment in the theater you yeah. know, along with... No, everyone. I
1: appreciate that. And you were really good because, I mean, we didn't know... Obviously, Jackie... I don't want to speak for Jackie, but I think you're excited about all of it as well. But it could have been something that was more exciting to her, like Jane Thor or something or something crazy, right? that <laughs> so right. you didn't You didn't give an indication of who needed to really, you know... Yeah, it was funny. Stuff. When it <laughs> happened, it was
2: like... Yeah, when it happened in the theater and we were, you know, obviously excited or whatever, I turned him out and I was like, oh, this is what Dana was worried about.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's it. That's the one. We, we figured <laughs> it out. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is a thing
1: but but
0: yeah i mean i I we're fresh off of spidey how how did we did we enjoy ourselves did we not
1: i'm just gonna say right now i'm very controversial i've already had people mad at me after this i liked the movie i am not saying love okay but i liked it and i think it was I'll, I'll, i'll say i think it with the three of them i think it did kind of finally get to a point where i feel like it nailed who peter is in yeah, a way, just they, the three they,
0: of them <laughs> they, they
1: understand Peter Parker mm-hmm. at this point like you know and I, and I think I mean he's he, I I've thought Tom holland has been a great Peter I thought Andrew Garfield was a great one I didn't love Toby back in the day I thought he was great in this but I thought that they they kind of have dis- displayed that there is a deep understanding of the Peter Parker character mm-hmm. after nine films uh, <laughs> you know what I mean so I think that that's good and i I had fun with it and I was not bored I was enjoying my time but I have criticisms that I just wish I didn't.
2: Okay. Jackie? Same. I had a really good time watching it. I thought that the, you know, the Spidey banter and seeing them all together was great. It hit some emotional beats for me that didn't hit for Matt. Mm. And so that was cool. I will say that like, you know, the plot was just so thin in places that it was rough for me, mm-hmm. but a good time, you know, I'm not happy Mae died, but it's such a crucial Formative point for Peter Parker in general that it was kind of nice to finally sort of get those milestones sort of happening Mm -hmm. for him you know and obviously it's extremely emotional um, at least for me you know the moments that I remember and enjoy the most were or at least like left impressions on me were when the Spideys got to kind of write the Mistakes that they've made, or mm-hmm. you know, from the other universes, and sort of when Andrew Garfield, Spidey rescues MJ, for example, mm-hmm. I was like, I lost it. I was just like, oh my god. And I'm not even a particular fan of that movie where it happens, but I think I just thought that it was well done and very uh, emotional. And I, it was just, I just really love seeing super people like take care of each other. So I think that, like, you know, watching them hype each other up and you know, uh, understand each other on a certain level that like no one could feels really good. We're
0: going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, I I felt like it was a film that was embracing male emotions, which is not something we see a lot in superhero movies, even though most superhero movies feature male protagonists. So I was like, I'm here for this. I'm going to say something that may be controversial for me. I think it's the most fun I had at the movies this year. And I will caveat, of course, that I saw... I usually see probably like over a hundred movies in theaters in the, the before times that didn't happen this year, and I think tonally, obviously, it's trying to be different than an Eternals, and it's trying to be different than Shang Chi. Right, like Shang Chi has humor, but it's not trying to be this silly. And I do think the the Tom Holland Spider Men Spider Man are are generally like they do have a sense of humor about them. And so I, for whatever reason, I was just like, I agree. There are so many plot points that have so many holes. There are a multitude of ways that we could easily avert everything that has happened and therefore this film could be 30 minutes shorter but I'm still having a really good time and I thought I would absolutely hate it when Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield showed up but for whatever reason I was on board and I think part of it for me is you know you mentioned there are nine of them Toby Maguire was my first one of my first mm-hmm. big superhero movies I think I can't remember is X-Men first
1: X-Men was first yes X-Men okay X-Men so first.
0: X-Men X-Men for me that's like the big gateway but obviously Spider-Man was a huge event thing yeah I just It was such fan service, but I enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. I worked at a movie theater when the first Spider-Man came out, um, which ages me, I guess, quite a bit. But here we are. And Tobey Maguire won. And I will say that it was one of the busiest weekends I've worked at a movie theater, even though there was, you know, Star Wars was coming out the week after um, episode two. And like it was like wild to have that weekend be so much Busier than we expect. Basically, it was because we didn't expect it to be. We thought it would be like, you know, a breeze before Star Wars came out, and then all of a sudden, this movie was wildly popular. Toby yeah. one. so it, it's it's like it, you know, it's a piece of my adolescence in a way. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, in the first sort of. Well, I've always loved the Batman Tim Burton movies, so I think that those are sort of my first. Oh yeah, I guess there's those. You know, uh, superhero loves. But this was like a new sort of genre of superhero film um, for the time. Because the, the X-Men movies I loved a lot too. But Spidey has a special place in a lot of people's hearts for good reason.
0: Yeah. Do we want to start going into the things that were wrong with it? But not yeah. wrong.
1: Yeah. But like... <laughs> and, and I'll touch on the the emotional beat thing in what my thoughts were with that, you know, I agree with what's being said. I hate the Tobey Maguire trilogy, and that's no secret. I don't think on here I, I can't stand it. I have a hate-hate with it. I blame part of that on the fact that I, I'm i I'm a purist in a lot of ways, but I was so involved. Those comics are such a part of my childhood mm-hmm. that because superhero fair was so kind of new in a way, you know, it, it's just kind of like that was, it was one of the first X-Men and, and Spider-Man were the first new superhero movie franchises for me that i was old enough to have already read a ton of the source material and be like what the hell x-men was so different that it felt like oh this is just a totally different take and i i I accepted it right yeah spider-man was so there but fundamental things were different and it made me angry right whereas the Batman ones I was so young when they started coming out that I watched those before I read comics so it was
0: yeah whatever I, I'm not defending the Tobey Maguire oh, no no they're, yeah they are very bad no and,
1: that, and that's all I just mean like I just I, I really hated those I liked the first Andrew Garfield one quite a bit and to this day I haven't rewatched it in years but it might still be my favorite spider movie which maybe is crazy but I I really did like that one and then I hated his second one and uh, the second one And on the cusp of, okay, now we're actually going to get Spidey in the MCU, it made the Andrew Garfield ones just not matter anymore in this Mm -hmm. way that it kind of cheapened everything to where I enjoyed seeing them in this film, and I, and I, I enjoy enough what this film was doing by working in those franchises. I just am not emotionally invested in any way, shape, or form in those franchises any longer at all. So... The, I thought that the emotional moments in this film were really strong, but I didn't even get close to crying. And I cry in a lot of things. And, yeah. I, and that's what it was. It just wasn't landing with me in a way that I cared all that much for. And honestly, one of my issues with the May thing is, you know, I, I'm happy that he had to he's experiencing some form of really personal loss finally in this iteration. Cause I, you know, I think that's very important to the Spider-Man character. Mm-hmm. I didn't like necessarily that it had to be May, but I'm okay with them doing it. But I also thought that May in this movie, and honestly in this MCU iteration is very far from May. So I haven't loved her. And so it's kind of this thing where I was sad for him and sad for her, but it, it still was kind of like, not what it, I wanted it to be for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that being said, yes, we can dive right into the problem. Yes.
0: Well, my note when they when they did off May was like, oh no, they Uncle bend her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then then I was like, and this is not this is not a breaker for the movie. But when she starts delivering the line, and I was like, oh okay, and I liked that. And that might have started hitting me if she did it if they just did it normal. But why did they have to change it? It just was like, what do you you just had to make it different for some reason? And it's like that kind of thing. It was whatever. It doesn't ruin a movie. But I just was like. Oh. yeah <laughs> but I was you know I, I thought the moment was good
0: oh, just I think because we knew I, I will also admit so I don't think I've actually seen the Andrew Garfield ones all the way through so I have no attachment to those I was like I don't care but I because I knew that they were coming uh, there was going into it I was like there's like a 20% chance that Garfield isn't in it because he has been so quiet about it to his credit you know but once I knew I was like oh they're really gonna do it uh, the way they did it for me was entertaining and and you know I think true enough to the character that or the characters that they've established. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm just going to, cause I don't want to have a bad time at this. I'm just going to embrace it. But I was feeling, I was like, man, so many white men, like so many white Spider-Man. I like the Jamie Foxx line about being like, I thought you were going to be black. And I was like, give us miles and have miles show up right now. I get the, premise of the spell is peter parker so of course we're gonna only going to get the white peter park well like yeah the white peter parkers but yeah it just it highlighted for me exactly how homogenous this you know spider universe is and i was like give us change give us change
1: <laughs> i saw that as a beacon of hope that maybe we are going there but i i don't know i i hope we are i don't know yeah, it, yeah I, I don't really know but i think that they that was a very self-aware jab yeah to give in your own movie so right. it felt kind of self-aware to the point where it's like we hear you we we understand and like it'll come but I'm like but when why not yeah now?
0: <laughs> I, I don't so. have full faith in the people who make these films to be totally yeah I mean we talked about this when we watched the trailer but it really did give it away it's a messed up spell like really that's what it came down to that to me that was the beginning of the unraveling of the logic and I was like why is it pulling in dead people? Like, what are the parameters of this? Is it anyone who's known a person called Peter Parker throughout time and history? Like, it just felt so
2: broad that I was like- Well, and they were all brought in from different times. So it's like, you know- Yeah, how does it decide, like-
1: (laughs) When to pull them.
2: Right. Yeah, and you know, the thing that I bumped the hardest on is just like, all of a sudden they can cure them- If that was an option, wouldn't we have done that in the other movies? But it only takes 10 minutes of, you know, tinkering with this machine to suddenly have, you know, and then I thought if they wanted to do that, which is stupid and they shouldn't have, but at least have each Spider-Man take a different villain so that you have a different scientific mind looking Mm -hmm. at the problem. But instead, they took their own villains from their own timelines and then suddenly were able to make cures.
0: Also the the amount of selfishness in this film is just ridiculous because it's like cool I want everyone to forget all of these things or cool I want to remove these people from their timelines and disturb their continuities or whatever, because I care about my own, ver- you know, universe, but we, nobody at any point was like, actually, if you don't send them back, you're going to destroy Toby Maguire, Peter Parker's entire universe. Or you're going to destroy Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker. Like, why did nobody acknowledge that? I'm sorry, but point? May,
1: May would never. And that's May what that, I thought, I thought Aunt May was a, a complete character assassination mm. in that I, she would never
0: well, even Doctor Strange should have just been like, no. send them back.
1: Yeah, like, and, and that's the other thing is, again, now it's like, for me, this next thing I want to say, because I agree about the villain thing. I know in the other, I'm not going to go back and watch the other films, so I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on what happens. I know that there are things with antidotes with the Green Goblin and all this stuff and all of it's like, they all get their, their uh, problems because of a science thing gone wrong. And so, yeah, in theory, like a there's a way to reverse. Yeah, right. But. That but <laughs> and I so I know that they talk about the stuff. The lizard, obviously, there's an antidote to that because they they find it. So Andrew Garfield knows that's how they stop him in the first one, right? So when he's spreading it to everyone, then they release the antidote, right? So it's like, I know there are things like that, but it was so just convenient and like, oh, let's just it was it was a cute scene, and I liked all the lab and the beakers and whatever. And it's like I like the getting to the fundamentals of like, yes, Peter Parker is this scientist nerd. Like I like that, but it just was so strange. Has to say later on that it was he was there for twelve hours. So it's like you did all of this in a day, and yeah. it was just so like, oh, if it's that easy, holy crap! But I cannot subscribe to this idea. I loved the sequence, but to this idea that Peter Parker could ever best Stephen Strange in the Mirror Dimension, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> it just but was you, it's too much no, for me. But
0: math is so important. <laughs> I know,
1: and that was cute, whatever. But I was like, it's just, I was like, this is too much for me. It was so full of here's an idea.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And now all of these, most of these decisions I felt like they were making to get from point A to B to C to D were just like, "Uh, I guess let's just do this. Like they, they, they just, it felt like phoning it in. They just know that the audience is there. This nostalgia is going to hit people and people are going to love it. And they didn't have to write a good script.
0: I, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I don't think they thought they were phoning it in. I think they thought, how do we work in all of these utterly absurd points? right? And how do we get from A to B to C to D? But A to B to C to D shouldn't have been connected. You know, right. it's, it's more like, right? I think they were happy about because I had the same thought when we entered the mirror universe. I was like, D- isn't this a bad place? Like, I haven't watched I know this is blasphemy amongst this group. But no, like, I, I haven't rewatched Dr. Strange in a long time. And I was like, I vaguely recall it being not a good place to go. Like, n- n- bad things happen in the mirror universe.
1: You can control reality there. And in the movie, you see Kaecilius doing that.
0: Right, but he's for
1: Steven, and he no. yeah. and you see him abusing it, and Steven's not trained enough to handle. Yeah. And so it's a bad, bad, but, but the Ancient One does use it when training Strange, like okay. you can control things. But yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: e- either way, it was just like, this is, this doesn't seem like something well, that belongs and, and, to this.
2: And then we have to talk about Ned just suddenly <laughs> being able to open portals, despite the fact that it clearly from the Doctor Strange movie establishes that this magical art form is a not something you're born with and then b something that takes a lot of training and a lot of concentration to be able to do
1: yeah jackie had to hear about an hour of me unloading about that so okay. It's, okay. again, this is a, the a weird
0: week for us i was okay with that one i think partially just because coming from you know cultures that do talk about our own forms of magic or whatever it is not in chinese culture necessarily but there are a lot of East Asian cultures that believe in that type of stuff. And I was like, I'm willing to allow for the idea that this character has their own form of like natural, you know, magic. And it happens to work with this. It's not, I agree. It's not great, but I was like, all right, it's convenient as hell. But if it, if it had been MJ, I would have been like, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what what I needed, I needed him to, cause I, I, I had said to Jackie right off the bat, I was like, I could, I'm okay with them doing that to him. I don't need him. I believe that's wrong. I believe he comes becomes the hobgoblin usually in comics, and so I or egg hobgoblin, and I, so Aww. I liked the lines about he's not going to turn on his you. best friend. Oh, I didn't and know like, that. So, I, I could be totally wrong, but I think he's like Miles Morales's friend, and I think in that Ultimates run, I think he's he is yes. he's oh. the hobgoblin, right? So either way, I don't know a ton about him, but I I'm okay. Like whatever, go ahead and make him a sorcerer if you want. Like at, at some point, but it was just so I needed something to where you know he's a smart kid, he's getting into mm. MIT. I just needed to see that he he had grown a fascination with the sorcerers and 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 was like trying to study it on his own and whatever. And like, I just needed something to see that that there was a reason why he should just accidentally have these. I didn't like the accidentally. Oh, I guess I just have magic hands. I didn't like that.
0: You didn't like, but they, I mean, they do say, he says like my, you know, whatever is Lolo or somebody, you know, somebody in his family has said like their family's magical. I know it's a cheat. I'm not saying it's, Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, no.
1: And he said, and that's the thing, but then what it's doing is it's kind of, it's if it's expanding it, it's one thing, I guess, but it's like, I want it to be like more explicitly done in a way where this magic, as far as I've ever understood it, especially in the MCU, but comics as well, like Jackie was saying it's not, this isn't Hogwarts. Like this isn't like, oh, you, <clears throat> you inherit something. Oh, if I, if Dr. Strange has a kid, the kid's going to inherit powers. It's like, no, these are powers that anyone potentially could gain. And it's through the arts of meditation and all these things that they're doing, which of course I know are all rooted in, in Eastern Asian cultures and things like that, which I, I like. Yes. And I could see that line and I, I'm okay with that. I just wanted there to be something more Rather than like, oh, yeah, my my some my sparks came out of my hands one time, blah, blah, blah. And then he's just like, I want to see Peter. And he makes this thing that I know Stephen and him are very different people. But in that first Doctor Strange, the ancient one had to take Stephen Strange to the peak of like the Himalayas and trap him there where he would freeze to death in under two minutes if he could not make a portal in order to get him to be able to make a portal. And so it's like for it to be done so like easily when you don't even know you're able to do it. I was like, this is just too convenient because you need his strange magic. To do the story you want to do, but you couldn't have Strange to do it because he wouldn't have done it. So, it, it yeah. I no, easy. I
2: can. I can feel that. But I also like to. I guess to Dana's point is, if you grow up with a mindset that believes in magic in a way that Doctor Strange never did, it might not be as much of a leap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's completely unearned and just like so
1: convenient that I was. Oh like, yeah, it was. It was absolutely a shortcut, just kind of. But, okay, like, I'm okay with the plot point. I want the handling. And which yeah, is, which yeah, is a exactly. lot yeah. of this. Like, if we could have just
2: seen him, like, reading a book about it or, like, you know, have some, I don't know, talk about or even just all the time or, like, yeah, Like, even know, just saying he one
1: like, to, to be one or something and, like, all this, whatever, and, like, and they make some comment about, like, oh, Ned, give it a rest. Like, something about, like, he, like, to make me think he's, like, fanboying well, over this enough. Ned could even to say, so say something like,
2: oh, my God, I read about this. Let me try. But didn't
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, yes, yes. It wasn't that explicit. But I did feel like when they got to... What is it called? The Sanctum Sanctorum. He was the one who was like, oh my God, that's the blank. That's the blank. Yeah, so, so he it, was it fan, he fanboying
2: more. But, than... but, but
0: I agree. Although I guess this is a question, you know, I assumed in my knowledge of the general Marvel universe is less than two of yours. But, you know, there have to be people who just have like magical. Na- like. It isn't Wanda, you know, or isn't Agatha, you know, there are yeah, people who yeah. have magic. I agree that like the idea of being able to use the ring thing, you know.
1: They have magic, but they have it's different than than the magic that doctor strange is using
0: yeah but i guess i my so theory not, was like you know. his inherent ability to do it combined with a channeling tool allowed him to fast sure. forward. but but i again and, I, and I
1: could give it, i can give it that if that ends up being kind of what's going on but like it's just like the way it's handled made me bump hard on it and it's like i it's something that in the next the next time i see him i will get over it i don't care it's just like when watching this i was like Ugh.
0: my assumption is the next time we see him or at some point that he's going to get brought into the strange storylines right yeah he might be in the
1: sequel for all we know although after the end of this movie which i kind of bump on as well but does i guess we have to find out but he forgets everything about peter parker but i guess he probably retains
0: i this is the biggest discussion point i want to have i don't understand so is the idea being that at the very end peter parker doesn't exist never existed whatever it may be but spider-man did because you're not telling the entire, in the, their universe, to forget the events of Endgame, right? Yeah. There is an Avenger called Spider-Man. Is it just none of the Avengers remember who he was? They don't that remember. What well, because Happy, yeah, Happy was standing next to him yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and was but,
2: like, I know spider like, yeah. I met through Spider-Man I met through Spider-Man
1: I so guess yeah it just Joanna was, so was reporting saying Spider-Man blah 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 if he had any courage he'd show us who he was you
0: know? yeah it just felt so complicated like convoluted and silly to me. well it's so just so like, ridiculous like we were
2: talking a lot about how ridiculous it was that like all of a sudden why is because like the first spell is like not remembering that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and so how does it necessarily fix that Peter Parker's forgotten about
1: well, suddenly, and it it's like the first, the first iteration was that, okay, now we have to do this. We're going to do the spell that, that they'll forget who, that you're Spider-Man, but they'll remember you. And then it graduated oh, to now. To it Parker had to be, Parker they had entirely. to forget you exist. And I was like, well, how come though? Because I know all these villains are coming through. And the little teases were fun. I, it looks like Rhino. I think I saw Scorpion. Like, it was fun to, like, look at the silhouettes. Oh, to yeah, see, like, I could who not figure out who were. anybody was. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I saw a silhouette that I was like, is that Craven?" But I don't know. But but it was just kind of fun. I'm sure there's a lot of eggs in there. Right. But, in fact, when Strange was first doing the spell, there was someone in the sky really quickly. And I was like, who was that? And then, I'm sure I'm assuming.
0: Mephisto? It was, yeah.
1: It was Mephisto. <laughs> it had to be. It's the only explanation. But I, I just felt like if all of these, these villains now are trying to come through because they like are trying to get Peter Parker. I don't understand why the spell couldn't have just been that they, everyone will forget your Spider-Man because if they forgot that he was Spider-Man, they would have stopped trying to get Peter Parker. So it would have solved the same thing. And you could, have, you know what I mean? Like it did, yeah. it didn't make sense to me. That they had to forget about Peter Parker. Cause like to your point, they didn't forget about Spider-Man. So if they were just that hell bent on getting through to get Spider-Man, who the hell cares who he was at that point? At the, end, the result was the same at the end. They well, still remembered he existed.
0: Okay. I can't believe I'm going to say this. So maybe <laughs> the idea is, and thinking about how are we connecting this to Spider-Verse, if we are at all, you know, if they're going after a Spider-Man, they might have different Spider-Man. You know, they might have a Miles. They might have a Spider-Noir. They might have a, um, you know, a, what's the pig one?
1: Spider <laughs> Pig, or man. Spider Pig, yeah, whatever yeah, it is. I, don't know.
0: I thought he had it over but um, oh, Peter Parker. That's what I'm thinking. Peter Parker.
1: Yeah. You know, I, so millennial. the idea,
0: the idea being that it would distribute them instead of all culminating on Peter Parker Spider Man.
1: That yeah, still doesn't
0: explain because there are other Peter Parker Spider Men.
1: It, it, if anything, because it, 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 they these ones were all coming after Peter Parker. That was the problem, right? So it was yeah. this thing where it's like. You didn't say, oh, they're going to forget Spider-Man in general exists, because then that, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just, it felt like the result was still the same to me, no matter what. Like So I didn't know why he couldn't just do the spell the way he originally planned and not made it so dramatic at the end. And then I also was sad, not sad, but like annoyed, I guess, that it was like, well, you're doing this and making this big deal, but he's casting this spell and it's going to affect these other people in these other dimensions that are trying to come through. So now the people aren't going to remember who Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in their universes either. Like, and you didn't ask I don't, them.
0: Like, I don't know feelings- if that's,
1: Or forgetting who Peter Parker is, that makes me think that they're going to forget who Peter, they're from different dimensions. So why wouldn't the other dimensions forget who all Peter Parkers are?
0: I mean, that's the problem is that it was such an explicit thing in some senses, but so broad in other senses. And I was just like, you're just trying to ignore the logic loopholes here.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, there are logic loopholes. And it was just, and that was annoying because it's things where, again, I totally agree with you that A and B and C and D, they didn't all have to connect these plot points, but I still believe that there were ways to make them connect if you wanted to, that were less plot problemy than these, than these ways. And so it just felt lazy in this way where it was like, but why, how, you know, and and then money, money is the answer. I know, but don't even get me started on that first, that the venom scene at the end, because here's the thing. I was happy to see that maybe, uh, not, nothing against Tom Hardy, but, you know, I don't love those movies. And so I was happy to see that if we're going to do Venom, it's not going to be that one and maybe it'll be something different, handled differently. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. But if Tom Hardy gets sent back because of the spell, how is it possible that that piece of the symbiote could stay behind? Because like, that came from the dimension too. Everything that came was supposed to get sent back. So why would that be there still? Like things like that are too convenient.
0: Does it imply that that tidbit of the symbiote is not-
1: Interdimensional.
0: Well, oh yeah, that too. I think they did sort of establish that in the end scene of the last Venom movie. But also I was just going to say, is it like not evolved enough yet, right? Like if a little bit chips off, does that mean that it doesn't have sentience because it hasn't bonded with someone and it doesn't know who Peter Parker is? But we are giving it too much credit. Sure, yeah. But it's still
1: like an intelligent life form to me. So I'm just kind of like every, it made it seem very explicit that everything will get sent back. And then everything we saw that we were dealing with did get sent back. So it was just kind of like, huh. I don't know. It's just things like that are just like little tiny yeah, like you said, like little little holes that I think they just hope no one will notice or care about well. and I think that most people don't.
0: And yeah. also, I mean, we we discussed this as I said when we talked about the trailer, how dare Doctor Strange the fully grown adult blame Peter Parker for talking through his spell thing like he should have been
1: just stop it and say yeah, like, he hey, let's talk well, this he through real quick. He should
0: have said like, you need to stop like we need to reset this or he should have just stopped the spell himself. He's the it. adult
1: <laughs> or have an actual conversation with him before doing the spell I don't know, like just yeah. a- anything. And then it, it just was it was so silly that I was like, just never. And I get he's arrogant. But of course, and thinks he can Peter, do whatever, but
2: But of course, Peter's not going to understand the limitations of a spell unless you explain it. You know what I mean? So it was just so bizarre. that yeah. There was no conversation. Oh, is this something you really want to do? Because X, Y, Z will happen.
0: Yeah. Or you know? like asking him for the parameters. He's just like, okay, you want to do this thing? Let me just start that right
1: now. Yeah, it's like, terrific. what? It was so irresponsible. And, then... well, and it was just so
2: bizarre that like, I just don't even believe that Stephen Strange could get stuck somewhere for 12
1: hours even in, in like... the in the mirror dimension because peter parker trapped him there with web i just with can't, web, I right can't with web it. is I this can't. synthetic
0: web i would also like to mention i did laugh at the scene it's a load it's a like lowbrow humor but the like the blockages like what do you mean you make your own web
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's that funny but then also not to dwell on the mirror dimension as much, but then Peter Parker gets out and then closes the portal with no issues. And then it's like, that's the one thing Ned doesn't understand how to do. And it was just like, there are so many things that I was just like, this is just all just convenient stuff. That's nonsensical. And I'm that I'm looking for sense in a movie that is about spider people, uh, but yes. yeah, but it's like, I was saying, I said, it. I've said it to you both, I think several times, and I know i was saying it to Jackie even just last night, but I am willing you bring me into something you can you can make me believe anything you want in whatever universe you're creating in the film but do not break your rules like or do not start doing things that are like not consistent with what you did before because then it's like I need to believe it's plausible in the universe you're showing and then so many things just don't feel plausible it's like yeah
0: do we think some of this is a byproduct of it being a Sony picture and not, you know, obviously Marvel is much more involved now because this is a, a centerpiece to get us to The Next Strange. But, and, you know, we even got like a, a Marvel only tag essentially at the end. But do we think some of this is because of the fact that they're like somewhat operating in a bubble or they're allowed to operate parts of it in a bubble? Or am I just.
1: I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, I think that these movies have more challenges than the other Marvel films do for sure because Sony obviously does have rights they're holding on to very closely and Snowden's being very smart about it oh <laughs> in yeah that they're like yeah you know we'll let you kind of lead creative but but you know we're gonna i'm sure there are a lot of guidelines and stipulations around things that they do not ease up on
0: no i don't know what those are
1: but i'm sure they exist
0: oh i would love to read that contract
1: because <laughs> it's a mix of i i have not thought that any of these uh, I, I hesitate to call them solo Spider-Man films just because they always seem to have a an Avenger with them, with with them, <laughs> yeah. But uh, which is fine. But I I don't love them in general, and it's hard for me to figure out exactly what it is, and if it's what you're saying that maybe there are things that that I things that I bump on that are directly a result of that that we just don't realize. But also, I don't know if I maybe don't love John Watts' style. And that doesn't mean anything bad. It's just that maybe it's not for me. Like the style and the tone of them, I just yeah. don't really vibe with. And it makes me sad because he's making Fantastic Four. Uh, well, it's them.
0: funny because I'm like, They're my babies. I, I like his style, I think. Uh, you know, yeah. I do think it's silly and nonsensical. That all being said, I need us to be done with Peter Parker. Like I yes. just need, we've I we agree. you gave us three in one. Uh-huh. We've We've petered out uh, we just we need to be done and my great fear is that they are leaving space for more and yeah, I'm like they're too I can't, afraid. you cannot you cannot origin yeah. story me again either with spider-man like i can't do they're too this.
1: afraid to change they, they want it's like oh it's working and, it's, and then this is on track to be maybe one of the highest grossing of all time if not the highest at this point and it's like it's it's working so they're like oh if it ain't broke don't fix it type of thing probably but i agree i'm ready for a different iteration i'm ready for give me you know, give me Miles, but give us Spider, Spider Gwen, Gwen. Give us, Gwen. Just give yeah. us things that are just different. And now we've established what I also like. You could do it anyway, but now that we've established the way the multiverse is working here, where it can take the form, all these different forms, and it, your your gender, your race, your anything—like none of it is has to be the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It kind of opens that door, too, in a way where it's like, you know, again, they, they can diversify already, and they do do it, but they need to do it more, I think. But they do do it, which is great from the comics. But you've now set it up in a way where you can do anything you want when it comes to that stuff, and no one has, can say anything about it, <laughs> because the version from the comics exists somewhere in some universe. <laughs> Doesn't, yeah, you, know you know what I mean? So you can really do whatever you want, which is really smart, but I hope that they take advantage of that.
0: They do, but at the same time, I'm like, because this is this weird IP shared type thing, you know, Sony is not incentivized to push the envelope, right? They don't have a safety net of 20, 30, 40 other characters to fall back on to well, support Well, after
2: this things. one made so much money, I don't see how it's possible that Tom Holland is, does not stay around as Spider-Man for a little while. I,
0: I'd be fine I with him staying around in the out. MCU, but I I don't want to
2: see more solo well, of course, I'm agreeing, but I'm just saying that, like, after it mean oh, so yeah, much yeah, money, yeah. like, I just can't I'm, imagine I'm like, they would like, ever make that choice. Like, Yeah, they, I would they, take a partner uh, film with him and
1: Miles. That'd be awesome.
0: Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, know, like, like what if Spider- he's mentoring God. Miles, yeah, and,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: I, again, this is getting bogged down in the details again, but can someone please explain to me? So, first of all, not first of all, but I don't know if things have changed aggressively since we all were doing the college applications process. You don't hear back from colleges in October or November. <laughs> Like that's I not a thing. I
2: know, it's you know, remotely true. And also, yeah. it's online now. Like that was the other and, thing. And yeah. as everyone knows it's the big envelope that means that you got accepted, and the small right. envelope means you didn't. So
0: here was my follow up because then you know we finally we go through the spell. You know, everyone's forgotten who Peter Parker is, but he's taking the the GED thing, and I was like, how. Does he, does he get to reestablish his identity as Peter Parker? Does he have like an identification card? Does he have a social security number, yeah. right? Like, does he have all these things or does he have to fabricate another personality for himself i was like how did he take this like how is he going to high school finishing high school i don't understand it doesn't explain
1: everyone has forgotten he exists and he's there renting an apartment does that include the u.s government it's it's very confusing (laughs) well it does well
2: i don't know um so i read this book which a lot of people it's called fabulous life of miss addie larue i think or something like that anyway she gets she makes it's a Faustian tale she makes a deal Mm. with the devil and part of it she wants to live forever she wants to do a lot of stuff but no one can remember her after they leave her site, right? Mm. So as soon as someone doesn't look at her anymore, she can't. And so the problem with this and, like, what's interesting that I didn't really think about, but she can't even rent an apartment because no one remembers her afterward. And so it might have just been, like, a one-time, like, no one remembers Peter Parker ever again. But if he tries to use Peter Parker, does that mean they instantly forget? Or... Right do yeah, you know what I mean like I hope they're not that cruel to him because obviously it sucks that she can't actually own anything you know yeah it sucks she lives forever but, like yeah
1: you're yeah. moving forward we're starting with a fresh slate it sounded like right. that's what it was because yeah because that was the other thing that again it annoyed me but whatever but when strange was explaining the spell initially when like his very like when he was in Wong was like we've never done it he goes well oh we did it well do you remember this you know and he was like yeah. no he's like exactly but it's it's that it just oh you just forget this this right now and then moving forward it's all new stuff you know mm-hmm. what I mean and so that was the whole thing with him about to be like let me introduce myself at the end again and then he decided not to because they're living better lives or whatever without him but I hated that comment from Strange because I was like you said that you're gonna forget him too well how come you remember doing the spell then
2: good question yeah <laughs> and, I, and, and why, why not make up a, a up
1: version where at least silly. he remembers him
2: you know what I mean like Strange remember him? like why, just why wouldn't you just him? Like, help him in that way where you like, okay, I'll remember who you are so I can help you in this transition in this life so you're not just, like, fucking alone.
0: Right. And is it is it remember or is it, like, you've been purged from the history books? You know, if they went back and looked at his yearbook, would he be in it? Yeah. These are questions I have.
1: <laughs> what I would appreciate about this, and I know it's not going to be the way I get it, but if the ending of this film was really the ending of the end of Peter Parker and RMCU and the yeah. end of of... tom Tom Holland's spider-man run run, and it was like this was his fresh start now he doesn't have the pressure of having to be a spider-man he can just be a high school kid or now college level kid but he can just live his life and and whatever that means and i don't know how it works (laughs) but i would be like okay i'd be cool with that but since they're not doing it i just think it was like a silly plot point that you just wanted to make people cry over and now it's just going to get solved some other way they're going to Change, you know,
0: I was also shocked because, like, Peter is probably one of the most educated characters we get in the MCU, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there are plenty of other educated characters. But historically, at least, in the other iterations of him, you know, it's always been like Peter Parker is an academic. He goes to school. And I was like, are we going to deprive this Peter of the chance to go to college? I know.
1: Well, that's why Tony was drawn to him in the first place because he was a boy too Yeah,
0: I sad. But, I mean, all this being said, I still had a really good time.
1: Like I enjoyed my time. Yeah. I Our theater was fun uh people were like cheering and they were into it and stuff i i doesn't of this year it was a, it was one of the more fun watches for sure right, it doesn't yeah. rank on my like of all time theater watches that were fun like i've had a lot more fun in the theater than this but i thought it was great i really like that people are getting their lives watching it it's nice that something is kind of unanimously like sparking a lot of joy for a lot of people yeah you know? yeah i still remain puzzled why people. Didn't like Eternals and all this other stuff, but if this is what works for everybody, I am happy for everybody. And that sounds so condescending. And I'm not. No, I mean I I did enjoy it too.
0: I think this is the lowest form of Marvel and superhero entertainment, right? It's like ultimate fan service, is what it comes down to.
1: Fan service first, plot second. And honestly, like the I know we we bump we often we know the wig department is a problem. Oh my (laughs) god! Jesus effing Christ! Has Doctor Strange ever worse hair? Has there ever been worse hair?
0: I was gonna, I was gonna call out Ned as well, but I've (laughs) he has. I didn't realize, but the but then the the wigs in the first two maybe I just didn't notice, but the wig in this one was particularly egregious.
1: Yeah, well, in Doctor Strange, this was the worst I've ever seen. Yes, yes, and I just we were talking. I was like, I mean, I. I put together a, a, a B-level Doctor Strange for Halloween and put white in my hair very easily. No, it looked
0: great and, and it looked oh, well, so you. much better but than I, this.
1: But I like put like a I put a white in my hair. I was like, I don't know why Benedict can't just grow his hair to that length and they can't just like put white in the side of it. Maybe dye his hair a little darker. Like, I don't understand why they have to have a wig. It doesn't I make have, any sense to me. I have, have was, no idea because the you know, man has just, a nice just,
2: head of hair. It's not yeah. like yeah him as a person can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, and and, then, and also, like, looking at his other films, I don't know
0: when this was filmed compared to some of the other stuff, but, like, Power of the Dog, he has hair. So it's not yeah. like he had to, like, shave his head for something, as far as right. we know. Yeah, you he know. was he
1: went bald for something. and Like, he did Natalie V for Vendetta, and now he has yeah. to be suffering through some really unfortunate times, you know, in mm-hmm. future films. And then, th- other than that, too, the other thing was, we, we've, we've, we have problems with this in all the Marvel films in different ways, but, man... They spent, I think they must have spent their entire special effects budget on Alfred Molina's face, Willem Dafoe's face, and maybe like Thomas Hayden Church's faces. Because there were some stuff, there were things that I was like, holy shit. Like when he was flying with MJ through the city and in the subway at the beginning. It was bad. I was like, this is not even remotely believable. Like the close-ups of them and the city in the background. Okay, yes. It was shocking to me. Yes. Shocking.
0: Similar uh, tangential question to that. So I was trying to figure out. I do want. I, t- I want to talk about Toby Maguire for a bit.
1: Yeah,
0: because <laughs> you know he's how old is he now?
1: I want to say at forty. In oh 40. no, he's he's four. Okay, so
0: Toby Maguire is forty six at this point. Okay, yeah. You know, I don't think he he's never been a big person, and I would imagine even if he'd gained a little pandemic weight or whatever, you know, but he's not going to be. And and obviously, even if they had him in a physical suit, it would have the padded like six pack and all that stuff. But I was like, I get the feeling that. Toby Maguire's entire body is CG the entire time, like when he, when he's in the that. suit.
1: Yeah, I wondered about that. Is he? It might like, be the same looked, for Garfield. Yeah, he looked a little off for me. Yeah, and yeah, Garfield because he and Garfield both got jacked for their movies, and I thought like they probably worked out for this, but I doubt they did that when it's, it's not like they're getting a franchise here; they're just starring in a film. So, and I mean, Tom Holland got the most jacked. I think he's been, but Jesus, but it was like it looked off it just looked yes. a little weird and i couldn't His tell it's if...
0: huge on yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah it was a little it was a little not quite but a little you know steve rogers Gollum, pre pre yes um <laughs> captain america days
0: for Gollum. this is the, i'm gonna bounce back to toby Maguire in a minute but i have to say there is one moment where willem dafoe goes back from being you know whatever the gr- green goblin essentially and he like yeah. you know comes back to like the sneagle version i was like oh damn yeah okay, you are a good, at, like, you could, you know, he can do it with the face. He did yeah, it with the good. face and it was impressive. It was like, you know, obviously the weird teeth I forgot yeah. about. I was like, oh. I
1: know. That goes, um, that goes into part of my issues with the original trilogy. I won't harp on it too much, but he's such a perfect Norman. Yeah, but he was. His goblin is stupid. Like his, his outfit and everything about, like, I just hated the way it's handled, but he's so good. And I'm like, God, the pieces are here. Yes. <laughs> you know.
0: But the the last thing I wanted to say, well, maybe not the last thing, but the other thing I wanted to say about Toa was like, this goes back to the question of, like, when and where is this spell pulling people in? Or, or you know, is the, are these portals pulling people in from Because, you know, he doesn't look ancient in it. You know, Toby is aged or CG Toby has aged pretty well, relatively speaking. But I was just like, how old is that Peter supposed to be at this point? You know, they make the joke about the youth pastor. And I thought that was funny. But I was just like, are none of them going to acknowledge the fact that, like, there's a... Is the idea that spider Man's is doing this at 46, you know, still? And, yeah. and that's why his back hurts and all these things?
1: My thoughts are this: these guys were all supposed to be high school students in their films. Right. Neither of them were, obviously, from the beginning. Tobey Maguire was already well into his 20s when he did Spider-Man. So I think because he was supposed to be about 16 or 17 in his first film, mm-hmm. I think he's probably supposed to be nearing 40 in this. Okay. And I think Andrew Garfield is is probably around our age. And okay. I think that, and then we have, so I think it was, a, I, I want to say almost like, you know like third forty, 40 30 20 because i think yeah, yeah, the blip yeah. too because obviously tom tom holland you know bought blipped but he would yeah. be like 20 at this so i feel like they were like 10 years apart i think that's what they were going for but I don't
2: okay know. yeah the back thing was a joke though from because toby almost got replaced between movies because he had such back problems oh and i didn't so know that in joke in it
0: oh. Yeah. oh it was a very it was very well done again i yeah. think the the moments of like acknowledging that they are also human in many senses and, and have to deal with aging and emotions and all that stuff. Like I, I liked those parts of it as well, but, yeah. I, but again, i
1: obviously... was the heart of the film. Like that, yeah. it really was. And I, and I enjoyed most of it. There were little moments that I thought were a little like, Oh, that didn't land. But for the most part, I thought it was well done, you know, and I thought they all, they all killed it. And, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. I mean, Tom Holland is a really good actor and he, he knows how to, he knows what he's doing and he's, he's great. And he hits what he needs to do. I will to say
0: hit. Tom Holland, most of the time, is a really good actor. I don't know if you two saw Cherry.
1: I did. We watched oh, Cherry. Yes. Okay. But I guess yes. I guess as as Peter Parker, he's really
0: yes. good. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> I think I think he has the ability to be. It yes. just depends on the role. But I mean, you talk about him being Jack, and I was thinking I was like, oh yeah, well, that's because he has Uncharted coming out, right? And I'm like, yeah. I don't buy that at all. And I, I, I'm interested to see how he does in other major action franchises.
1: Well, I mean speaking to Cherry cuz I think we even talked about that and I I think that his acting in it is okay enough. I think he's terribly cast in it. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know. Yeah, yeah. So there's that and and uncharted. I've never played that game, but when I watched that trailer I just rolled my eyes the whole time and I'm like you cannot be Indiana Jones. You can't do it. Yeah, so I mean it's, I, that's
0: the character basically. It's yeah, you know so, Nathan Drake is an Indiana Jones like adult man.
1: <laughs> that's the vibe I got and it's not working for me. So <laughs> yeah. so I think he he kind of has the curse of looking really really the curse and the blessing of looking really young, but I yeah, I think I think it's, we're gonna see. It's it depend on the role.
2: Yeah. Well, and he's short too. Yep.
0: I, I I know I keep referring back to like random one lines, but I was like, when the when all the villains are like, is that his girl? That's his girlfriend? Like, no yeah. way, that's his girlfriend. I was like, mm-hmm, he can't be mm-hmm, with her
1: mm-hmm,
2: or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, yeah, we all feel that. You
2: know? Yeah, we're all in agreement.
1: Yeah,
2: no, I, I'm happy for them, but well, yeah, me too. She's hot, you know. She's yeah.
1: Great. Are they really together still in real life? I thought they broke up. Mm-hmm. They're back. They're back. No, I
0: think or... they. I don't know, I know if they, they broke ever broke up bro-
1: one
2: point. Maybe, maybe,
1: but they're, I don't know. Okay. Maybe it was speculation they broke up, but I just thought.
2: Yeah, maybe because okay. they, they post a lot about each other and like.
0: Yeah. Well, cause they weren't officially ever together. Right. But okay, also well,
2: on the internet, if they haven't, you know, posted about each other in two months, people assume they broke up. So.
0: Yeah. But I don't think they confirmed it until recently. So it's like, you can't break up if you weren't officially together. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Well, parting thoughts on Spider-Man? I mean, it doesn't matter because half the world's already seen it apparently. Yeah, it's I, so much money. Back.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think it's a it's a, a good time, but yeah, I think it. Uh, I don't. For me, it's not going to rank in a top Marvel film at all, and I think a lot of people are feeling that way for themselves, which is great. But yeah, I think it's um, it's lazier than I want it to be, but it was fun.
2: Sure. Yeah, I wish. I mean, I wish that the plot was better, of course, but fully enjoyed my time. Um, emotional beats really hit for me, and. Action was fairly fun for the most part, so I think most people will enjoy this film.
0: Yeah, during the spider, the final spider fight, could you tell the three of them apart? Because I couldn't.
1: It was hard. There were times I could, and times I was like, "Oh wait, that's Andrew." Oh wait, that's you know. It was a little much. I was just. But but on that note too, like a final closing note about it as well. I, I think we all agreed going in that it. My biggest fear was that it was going to be really messy. Our fears were like it was. It was oh, this is too much to try and do too much, and I Mm -hmm. thought that they they didn't i thought it felt clean yeah. for the most part uh with the mm-hmm. amount of people with the amount of yeah, yes, people yes. they were dealing with i thought i mean i thought that sandman's role was entirely stupid the whole time but i thought for the most part for the amount of people involved it felt managed okay
0: yeah yeah, and yeah.
1: i was thinking it wouldn't so i'll give it that too
0: yeah i think part of it's because they didn't give like lizard or sandman much time <laughs> which is fine they don't do i anything. was convinced their that,
1: i was convinced they couldn't get is it reese or Rice? i can't ever say his name oh. um yeah and and uh i
0: and was convinced
1: they couldn't get them or something and then when they see them at the end i was like oh okay i just okay. thought
0: the <laughs> po- the power of the paycheck
1: and man lizard he looked ooh, maybe as bad or worse than he did in 2012 or 11 whatever it, yeah. it was rough
0: I, i'm gonna count this not as spider-man talk but so at the very end we got the strange teaser something something i get i get that we get like a mirror mirror strange I don't know what Wanda's part in this is, and I'm going to be very upset if they rob us of her villain arc because it felt like she was in cahoots with them at the time.
1: I think that she is going to be acting that way, but I think Wanda's, especially after the show and seeing what she did in the show, I think she's smart enough to know that no one is going to agree with her methods of getting what she wants, so she's not Uh dumb enough to be like, here's what I'm doing. But we saw her using... The, was he using the dark hold or whatever she was using at the end Trying to get her kids back Like she is messing with darkness And she's not going to tell Doctor Strange that
2: Okay, so he's just not yeah. I, I, I think, yeah. me too I was excited, I mean, I was really happy We got a full like teaser situation Instead of just like a random You know, Doctor Strange uh, will return Doctor Strange yeah. will return thing uh, I was so excited to see America Chavez In the um in the trailer I she... I, I love her character And so it looks like she was like in a couple of them actually so I'm I'm interested to see how I mean how much she has to do in the movie which it looked more of a part than I expected. Yeah.
1: I'm it. She's right. like around enough as I saw her, she's standing there several She's standing once, there like
2: she's in a lot of different shots. So it doesn't mean like she's, she's seems to be, she's She seems to be part of the Scooby crew. Whatever right. The out. Scooby crew. It's oh my not- god.
1: But it's not like, you know. yeah, it's not just like a yeah. cameo or something. Like, it seems
2: yeah. like she's a good So it, that's kind of exciting. And, you know, and another nail in our, you know, young Avengers coffin. Finally, not coffin. I enjoy. it. If that. I
1: had it my way, Strange will be enlisting the help of Wanda for a problem that she's also creating and he doesn't know that she's creating.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> like, I think that'd be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. That's and possible. She's
1: And she's certainly messy enough to, like, actually try to help not even thinking that she's causing it
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's true
1: you know or trying to think she can fix it without telling him she caused it
0: right which would be so, another yeah. a cheap plot point reveal though what if she's sure like, it was me
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: not even uh, but like my bad yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <you oopsie.
1: know? laughs> but yeah. yeah i mean honestly like i i didn't i was excited to see that it was a little bit of a trailer i thought it was kind of clunky I didn't feel yeah
0: it, I, it was it did not have me
1: I know they're doing reshoots, and so it made me think that they just were like, well, we were, we were going to do it. And they thought they'd have a more solid chunk of stuff to show us, and they didn't. So it felt very – and then showing oh, – is it Baron Mordo? I know. No uh, she, she would tell uh, his character back. Oh,
0: yes, yes, yeah. And
1: I'm glad he's back, but also with multiverse stuff, it feels kind of like, do we need him in this? Yeah. <laughs> right. his, his issues with Strange are so much smaller than yeah, the greater this chemo. is about to be. So I worry that that'll distract from plot a little too much and be like, well, do you have, are you doing the most here? Can you do less? But I'm excited for it nonetheless. I have high hopes.
0: Yeah. Or are they just like, we don't want to introduce a new villain. We'll give you somebody. Being else. that
1: it will be Wanda, you know, or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to Hawkeye. Another big reveal.
1: Another An big exciting reveal. one. Yeah.
0: What else happened this week? I literally forgot everything. So, except
1: for- So... <laughs> I think that even though I'm mad at her and slash them as people right now because of social media still
0: Oh yes. I think yes, that
1: yes. the Yelena Kate scene in in Kate's apartment I think was one of the best in the series so far. I thought that was mm-hmm. wonderful. It was so good. Lawrence, Lawrence Pugh is so good. We know this, we've said it, we everyone knows it, but she it's just she's so good. Yes. You know, and as much as I mean again, I'm a Natasha stan through and through, but I think that she finally brings something to a widow character that i think the people who haven't cared as much about nat the whole time i think the people will re- are responding to a lot better and will actually be a lot more invested in this widow character than they were well, in
0: our yeah i think she she has to be a lot less reserved than natasha yes this character was written to be you know i i yeah. feel like natasha she's was just got that like-
1: humor and the delivery and i think i think that people will moving forward be more invested in a widow storyline with her than they were with nat and i'm okay yeah. with that i mean i i love that but i'm okay with that like, i i love the widows in general so i'm like I, you know it's set um, up for them to stick around
2: yeah agreed and i love yeah. a figure like watching someone come back from a blip story i like you know when we sort cool. of build that, yeah, that universe cool, yeah. out a little bit more and so like i was emotional for her and you know and what was happening there and and how she could get into this kind of situation so i i, I love that I will say that, you know, of course, Jeremy Renner, you know, is my least favorite part of the show still. I hated him talking to Nat outside of that building. I just wanted to punch Mm -hmm. him in his fucking face, you know, but the Yelena stuff was (laughs) excellent. Uh, The whole, you know, mac and cheese in the apartment situation was epic and wonderful and enjoyed thoroughly. Uh, I enjoy knowing that the mother is sort of villainous in some way. Fisk is involved, which is great, you know. So the show is moving in a direction that I'm thoroughly enjoying.
0: Yeah, because I saw them probably in the reverse order that you two did. I saw Spider-Man first and then I saw Hawkeye. I was just like – when does this take place again? Because they they refer to this the new and improved Statue of Liberty, which gets semi-destroyed in No Way Home. So I was like, oh, did they just put that shield back up? Like, what's going on here? And then I, I did like that when um, Peter's at May's grave at the end. they like, it just says two zero and it doesn't show you the year. I was like, help us figure this out.
1: I think Spider-Man, because it took place right after the second one, was would be... before Hawkeye.
0: Okay. So they put that stupid shield back on. Great. Yeah, which
1: is so annoying.
0: Yeah, no, I I really liked it. I do. I'm getting a little tired of the Kate Bishop character going with these like manic phone calls and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it's just a trope we see a lot with women, and I don't, I don't need it. You know, just le- leave him a message and call it a day.
1: Just go handle business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah, get the play yeah. The kind of funniness of it, but just go handle it. You know? Yeah, it's a little much.
2: Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I agree. That scene is a little like. Meh. Yeah, and I agree with a lot of being said. I actually kind of actually kind of liked the scene with Jeremy Renner talking to Nat on the outside, just because I I don't like Clint Martin. But I like that the show is very, very aware that the entirety of his arc and the entirety Mm -hmm. of anything to do with him is is riding off the coattails of her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I liked the moment of him standing out there having this moment of acknowledgement that he's the lamest Avenger. And that he yeah. thinks he deserved to be the one to die. And he did. And and I, I, I yeah. agree with the scene still. I think that she should have done what she did to give him a life with his family and, and all this stuff. But I like that he feels still the really heavy guilt about that because he should.
2: As he should, yeah. As Even though should. it's not yeah. his
1: fault. But I liked that and I like the torture.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I guess. But it's just I don't, I don't buy see. him because I just don't think he's a good actor. So it's just like I think someone well, else could have well, done that better. But Yeah, the, I the I introspection
0: you, is not something...
2: That goes for
1: everything he said in any of these films.
2: I like that her shadow is hanging over everything. Mm-hmm. That really makes sense.
1: It's, it it's kind of like the show and the it's 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 absolutely the obituary that she deserves and never got. Yes, yeah, exactly. As much as I love her solo film, I love it, but it the focus was not her death. And so it didn't need to be done, but it gave her more weight for people. But she still hasn't had that closure yet about kind of like, let's give her the respect she deserves. that now she's totally because they is did that huge like
2: funeral that. for Tony and then did nothing, and for not her. even a mention. Yeah, and so, I am uh, so making up for that. it now. Yeah, which I do appreciate.
0: I think my other notes, one of my notes just says, Linda, you dumb, trusting bitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I don't remember Hawkeye's wife's name. Ball. Yeah, I mean, I we've texted about this after, and I mentioned this in the footnotes, the last one, but we've already gotten Mockingbird. Um yeah. You know, that doesn't mean a mantle can't pass. It doesn't mean all these things. But I, I do still subscribe to the idea that she has some involvement beyond just being a, you know, a podunk housewife in the middle of, like, a field.
1: My thought was if they wanted to go the Mockingbird route, I want to say that the girl in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., who was actually Bobby, right, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say that Laura passed her the mantle. mm that could work. Not that Laura's going to suit up and become Mockingbird, but that she was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Be yeah. happy
1: with just that she's an agent of Shield. It doesn't have to be Mockingbird. But if they did that, uh, I think that that would be interesting that she decided to get out and the mantle passed. Yeah. You know, I think it, it felt a lot more clear in this because even with that line where she was just like, you know, I understand more than anyone else possibly could or something, I was like, okay, yeah. hit us over the head with it. We get it. <laughs> You're, a, you know.
0: But, you know uh, something. You know something.
1: Yeah. Like you were a special. But the thing I'm kind of. Questioning though, and I'm sure it'll be explained. But my understanding of the 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 credit scene in Widow is that Valentina is just pulling strings because and she wants she's doing her Thunderbolts thing, we think, and mm-hmm. that she she wants Yelena to go kill Clint for whatever reason. So she manipulates in her into thinking that she should, right? But then now suddenly Yelena's very hyper-aware she was hired by somebody. So I don't know if yeah. I misinterpreted the, the widow scene a little bit more because I could see, okay, there's more to it. Valentina is someone who was contracted to have a killer come out by the kingpin or something like that because the kingpin was approached by.
0: <laughs> but did
1: does, <laughs> a, does, by I a, don't
0: remember her. the, widow, the widow, widow scene explicitly. Does she say like go kill Hawkeye or does she just yeah. say come work for me?
1: no she says she shows a picture of clint barton and says like he he killed your sister and blah blah whatever and like manipulates in her to think into thinking she wants to kill and then it's like yelena will return i think or so we knew from there if you watch that scene that's like okay she's gonna be in hawkeye and then they didn't bother trying to hide it and so that was my understanding of it but she she passes her a file because she's like haven't you had enough time off like whatever passes her a file okay and is like this is your, I think she's giving it to her as like, this is your mark or something. But Yelena's kind of like, why should I care? Why should I do anything? And she gives her the motivation by saying he killed Natasha. Okay. Or he's the reason Natasha's dead. Yeah. And so, but then now. So in she's this, been
0: subcontracted the, by.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. So Valentina was approached by the Kingpin who was hired by Kate Bishop's mom, maybe. But either way, I'm kind of just trying to trace it. We're like, well, what are they really doing here? Because, because again, at the end when Yelena is, presumably Yelena's texting her because she says Kate Bishop like she you know yeah at the end revealing and showing the picture of her mom with Kingpin she's like I know who hired me it was so whatever whatever her name is Bishop and I was like okay well I don't know why Yelena would even bother wanting to know who hired her it just was weird to me I was like Valentina hired you like I don't (laughs) you know yeah trying to figure it out but I'm sure well
0: do we think it's like I'm not agreeing with this but do we think it's like a after their sit down you know Kate gets through to her a little bit and being like, he's not such a terrible guy. And she's like, let me do a little due diligence of my own.
1: Sure. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And that could be it.
0: Yeah,
2: it could be. And maybe but I just don't I don't because then I don't buy it either. But that's Yeah, because the problem is that means that Kingpin like owns Valentina
1: somehow.
0: Well, they could could they be partners? I mean maybe.
1: They could be partners. That's what I was thinking is Valentina could be someone he just like he contracted it out to and was like, hey, go handle this. But it was weird to me because since Kingpin Apparently orchestrated the whole Ronan killing Echo's father. It's kind of like, well, why would Kingpin have to go to this other agency to get her to get someone to kill? It's just like a weird thing where I was like, well, just if Kingpin wants Ronan dead, Ronan's dead. Like, that's how Kingpin works. Yeah. It feels like a weird, like, I'm curious what they're going to say about how, why it's so (laughs) many pieces removed from yeah it's simple I hired i'm sure there will be Where's like bullseye? a
0: convoluted revenge fantasy type knowing that it will hurt this person the most if he does it through these channels and i mean that's what i'm guessing but yeah
1: but i would like to say i am sorry that i said in the comics that that the kingpin was responsible for her father's death because i didn't know they were going to do that here because it seemed like they weren't so i apologize about that if that spoiled anything for you guys
0: well i mean it's the
1: Not that I knew, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just like the idea there. I apologize about
0: that. I mean, again, I mean, talking about people on our shit list, like, I wouldn't have guessed that Vincent D'Onofrio or Charlie Cox, Charlie Cox is not on my shit list, but, you know, I wouldn't have guessed that they would have been back. And and so the fact that he tweeted about it does tell me that they're going to go with that storyline.
1: I am so thankful that Charlie's, he's not on social, and I love him more for it. And so he's not doing any of this crap. And I don't think he, I hope he doesn't get sucked into doing it. I, I, I like that. Think, was, I think
0: if he's made right. it this far without, you know, he yeah. had his own entire show and didn't have to do it, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, past right. that threshold of. I mean, I enjoyed this week. I do, I'm like, wrap it up, not in a terrible way, but I'm like, we're still introducing a lot more elements that we only have a very limited amount of time to
1: Agreed. bow tie.
0: I'm not uh, mad me, um,
1: about it, but I want, it's like, you either need more episodes or you need to start wrapping things up because we only yeah. have one more
0: Or, you know, I don't need everything resolved because I think we all agree. We all believe that yeah. we're probably getting the second season at least. And we know we're getting Echo and, Echo. and all that stuff. But I'm like, you got to, you got to clean. You can't have an entire show be set up for other things. Right. You have to, you have to resolve one thing in it, please. Right. Please. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll just have to see as we, we wrap it up for the holiday season. Yeah. The very last thing—it would have been a Willem Dafoe double feature—but we watched Hawkeye. But uh Nightmare Alley. What did you two think?
1: What a thrilling film!
2: Wow, <laughs> it's such <laughs> a young favorite cast. film of the year. Got it. Um, what do you say about a movie that nothing happens in? <laughs> you know that literally is just magic tricks. Magic? I I, I don't know. I mean, looks-
1: we we started this week with. Talking about you know silly plot points, we went into too many plot points, and now we're going into no plot points. And I just, none no was, plot whatsoever. Mess. Yeah, it was
2: just watching this dude who wasn't interesting or compelling in any way, shape, or form, turn into a creature. I guess mm-hmm.
1: but not even you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. not even fully. They turn into a creature. A, a, a I mean, I will say, say that, like, of course,
2: like it was visually stunning. Felt like a real movie, you know. Felt like a real movie. Kate Blanchett, of course, is um, unworldly beautiful, especially Mm -hmm. in a lot of that lighting. Um, She did her real best to try to make this plot interesting in some way. She failed, of course, but she wasn't. I mean, I don't even know when she even showed up. But it was like I was like, well, maybe I was like, well, maybe when she shows up, like an hour
0: in. Yeah, no, I know,
2: and I was like, um, I thought I was gonna die before she showed up. I was like. Why is this so boring? What are we gonna do? Is there something that's gonna happen at some point? Um, and then Kate shows up, and I got excited because I was like, oh my god, and i and then I thought too hard into it, and I was like, well, maybe you know, since he actually got the nickel plated you know pistol thing right, I was like, well, maybe she's actually part of his other life before he killed that person in the house, mm-hmm. and he's coming back, she's coming back into his life, and we'll get some interesting plot. No,
1: of course not, no, no I would anything, yeah, and I went happen? the opposite direction. I was like maybe this is going to lead into something where he actually does have abilities or something mm-hmm. where there could be some, just something interesting, anything interesting. I was just looking for anything and nothing. And I was just thinking, I, I brought up to Jackie after I was like, you know, remember the illusionist, that movie?
0: I didn't see it, but so I like that
1: movie. I know people don't like it. I
0: was team prestige. Yeah. And I
1: hate that movie, but <laughs> I, I like, I was team watching both. Cause I was excited about both, but I only liked the illusionist, but I just thought – and that deals with, like, bringing – talking to dead loved ones and stuff and whatever, manifestations, things like that. And I was just thinking, like, how interesting could this have been if it was more about – maybe we didn't know that he was a faker the whole time. Like, don't explain to us how all the tricks work all the time. Like, maybe we're questioning the whole film. And maybe, you know – or maybe it starts out where he thinks it's a faker, this and that, and the guy, you know, what's-his-face said. You know, you'll start to believe your own BS eventually. But maybe we watch, as he does start to believe it, but as the viewer, we start to believe it. And then we're questioning what's real and what's not. Like, give me something interesting. But it was so cut and dry, and they tell you everything you need at every point in turn. And I agree that, you know, Kate tried, she tried to save the film. She tried her damnedest. I don't know what movie she thought she was in, I will say. Like, she I, I she was starring in a really delicious, like, crime noir like, <laughs> Which is what
0: the film was supposed to be, right? That's
1: what it was. At. It, it yeah. just I think not being to, what she was told. No. But no one else was making any efforts that I could tell to be like that, and well, and even the lighting on her face, like you're like the shadows and the stuff. It was like this is a well, the crime way she noir was moving. Film. Honestly, like, she was she moving like a dancer. Noir.
2: Like her, mm. her, um, her toes were pointed. She was perfectly like sumptuous when she sat down, and just like all of that wondrous. So I give her. You know, a real A plus for effort. Um, she yeah. did her her she did her best. Well, and I'm just, at the end given. of the
1: day. I'm going to take issue with any film that is going to have a line in their script where it's referring to Kate Blanchett as a frozen face bitch, mm. and that's what this did. Just to add insult to injury. Mm.
0: Well, <laughs> I was like, well, well, I'm like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. If Kate Blanchett wants to be a frozen face bitch she can pull it off right like mm. that's that's right. what it comes down to but
1: she's a majestical creature oh, she's a she goddess of a th- different Oh ethereal dimension. goddess yes and i think she... that Rooney Mara's character should have known that and should have said that and she could be mad at her and be like okay that that gorgeous creature you've been talking to
0: so be mad i want to talk about two things so one i think you know there's there's like three different movies happening right like there's the Kate Blanchett movie there's the first 40 50 minutes which is the carnival movie the carnival in which movie. In which some people are acting as character actors, but not all of them, because like Ron Perlman is using mm-hmm. super twenties whatever slang or Carney talk or whatever it may be, and then you know you've got Willem Dafoe who every once in a while will throw in a term that I assume comes from the carnival dictionary, and then you've got like Tony Collette doing her own thing and David Strathairn like everyone is in a different movie in the first forty to fifty minutes of the film, and then we get to finally our goddess Kate Blanchett, and I was like, okay, thank God, but I I just. I don't I was happy. I mean, spoilers, but for the ending, I was happy that she
1: had a role in it at -hmm. the end. But I was
0: like, what was her motivation? Aside from was it
2: just money? Well,
1: Well, I think she was she
2: was mad about being embarrassed.
1: I think she's basically embarrassed her in front of everybody and she was like, I'm gonna fuck this guy up. And so she did and I appreciate that. And played the
2: longest of long
0: games in order to do it. But
1: here's my problem with that is I like I like that. Like it's fine. Like, you know, I can appreciate I always say like I, I have Sleeping Beauty is my favorite Disney movie. And the Maleficent thing, I am on board with her. Like, she gets, she's pissed she's not invited to the party. She gets there. She curses the baby. Uh-huh. And she's like, this baby's going to die in 16 years. And I'm going to sit here in my <sighs> throne. And I'm going to wait for that to happen because I cannot wait. I'm all about it. Like, the, 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 like, this being that weird and deranged and evil because you're just like, how dare you insult my pride. Uh-huh. But then she obsesses over it a little too much by the time I kind of think she's a loser by the end of the film. This, I was like, okay, she saw it. She she manifested. She did it. I like that. The problem is she doesn't even come into the picture until an hour in. So like the plot didn't start till then. And the plot was so small that it just was like, this needed to be, you needed to really speed through that beginning. Yeah. To even have this be interesting. Oh yeah.
0: They could have cut 20 minutes of it. I think actually like, yeah, no, I think like Spider-Man No Way Home, like, I think the trailer for this did it so dirty because I feel like the Spider-Man No Way Home gave us way too much of stuff. It didn't need to, right? Like it really just did not need to. You could have just shown Spider-Man like tap dancing and we'd be like, all right, we're gonna go see it whether or not we want to, because we have to. With this one, I thought, like you said, I thought there was going to be a supernatural element or something along those lines, because it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. You know, we get that scene at the end with like the bloody hallway and all that stuff. And it turns out that's really not that significant in the greater scheme. You know, I, Crimson Peak is not one of my favorite films, but I, I do think that there's a lot of like blood imagery, you know, the old dresses type stuff. And I was like, is this what, you know, is it spooky ghosts? Like what's happening here? And the trailer or, or you know, is this a carnival horror film? What's happening here? And it's just so all over the place. And the things that they show us in the trailer are such minor parts of the actual
2: thing, you know. And well, they there was no real plot is the because problem. there was no like, real plot. Because there was no real plot, What do you yeah. make a trailer about, you know? Right. So it's just like, you know, and Matt and I were discussing this after the film too, was like, uh, I forget what the carny term for the creature he turns into, crit or something? Oh,
0: uh, 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 a creep or something like that? Creep, no. maybe? I something know, along those lines.
2: Whatever he turns into. Yeah. Like, it was so obvious from the conversation in the diner that he was going to become this, at least I thought it was, this creep oh, I, yeah. or something at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. So you gave that to us 20 minutes into the movie and then there was no mystery to solve at any point as it happened. And so we were talking about, because Crimson Peak is actually one of my favorite films. I'm obsessed with it. I love this movie. And you know, one of the major criticisms of that film is that, you know, a lot of the plot is given away and very obvious. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you can at least do is you can at least care about a couple, you know, a character or two in that film because they're fairly yeah. likable, you know. And so by the end of it, you know, despite the fact that it's very obvious what's going on and we get the, the tension of us knowing what's happening, but her not knowing what's happening. Right. And we didn't even we didn't get that. We didn't know more than the characters did. And he was completely not a likable character. He had no vulnerability, no interest, no anything.
0: Well, so I felt like it telegraphed way too much stuff way too early as well. But I will say the person I was with did not get that from it Hmm. necessarily. Uh, And they enjoyed the film. And so I, you know, it's one of those moments where I take a step back and I go like, are we too jaded? (laughs) I think our criticisms are still valid, but I think there are people who have are capable of enjoying the film. But I, I guess for me also, I just I expect more from Guillermo del Toro. I expect more from this cast. I, ex- I just expected more from
1: it,
2: like a plot. <laughs> well, we were actually talking about how if this hadn't been a Guillermo del Toro movie with a bunch of actors we liked, we would have considered leaving. Oh, it was
1: really yeah. boring. But because yeah, it was it Guillermo.
2: Right, you- we were really trying to give it credit, and I kept thinking, "Well, how can he end this in the way that will be interesting? Like, maybe there's a way to end this interesting." And I couldn't come up with one, and he clearly couldn't either. So, what a bummer! Like that was that was truly yeah, yeah. it was such
1: a bummer.
0: But I, I also kind of knew going in. I just I had, had that a, feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: well, I was saying that to Jackie, yeah, I, I was feeling. Uh, I was feeling hopeful but nervous because it was just such a there, you know, the trailers happened, but it's been so kind of behind agree. Like I just, it has not been
0: talked about. And like, no one's talked about it. We didn't even
2: really know what it it was about, you know, before this, we usually
1: are being really quiet about this, (laughs) you know, and with such a stacked cast and everything. It's just like, okay. And then, yeah, I just was like, okay, let's go see it. And I just, I just, I had a feeling and
0: you know right i'm i'm someone hopeful. who gets so frustrated by the overhyping of critics and i am one so it's like a little self but you know i, I hear about things starting at like sundance and and it you know i don't get to see them till like 10 months later or something like that or maybe it's like five months but by the time you hear about it you know sometimes it's like oh this actually really was truly spectacular but more often than not i'm like you have set my expectations so high that i didn't enjoy this film as much as i maybe should have And this one, the fact that you didn't, I didn't hear anything about it, aside from, oh, you know, from Guillermo del Toro, it's coming, like, close to, was not, and sometimes, sometimes that works out fine, and it's like, oh, they were just playing it really close to the chest because it's a big mystery, or it's actually really, really good. But nope. 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 Maybe we're all mentalists, secretly, and we knew. Probably. We're too smart. And we're actually all psychic, or we're magical like Ned. (laughs) We were definitely too smart for
1: this film.
2: I would agree with that statement.
1: I will say, too, though, I appreciate I appreciate vagueness in trailers and stuff. The original Pan's Labyrinth teaser is one of my faves, too, where you don't really know the story in that. But
0: no, you have no idea. Vibe. So scary.
1: And I can appreciate that. But this, I also think the big red flag out there is it was completely – any marketing I saw about it was completely reliant on character posters of the huge cast mm-hmm. and his name. And it was like – Honestly, other than maybe Kate and uh maybe Rooney's character and him, no one else needed to be anyone we really knew. I love Tony, but like she did not need to do that. David Strather did not need to, like, these people did not need to, Willem Dafoe. like what is he doing? Like none of them needed to be in these roles. They were not big enough for it. Like they were not they were not these big the roles were that, not like, big these enough. These actors yeah, yeah. needed to do it. So it was we're so reliant on this stacked cast and his name that I was like, you you could just tell story is second
0: but i i think when oscar winner guillermo del toro comes and says he's making a film oh, about yeah. creepy Carney, i also i think i can't remember who the missing one was but i was like this is the who's who of dude character actors who look like a certain you know they look like they belong in a certain yeah. era i was yeah. just like wow who is not in that? there's at least yeah. one or two of them who are not, like john c riley was probably right. missing but i was just <laughs> yeah. like i'm glad this is employing all of them but
1: yeah and i agree and totally support why they all did it Oh, yeah, yeah. Guillermo, I would do anything that Guillermo asked me to do. But the fact that Guillermo or the studio or whoever with this script felt the need to stack it so deep is like telling you it's not good.
0: I can't remember if we as a group talked about this like offline or if we talked about the show. But, you know, I do feel like Guillermo in a generous way attaches his name to a lot of projects. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, it, you know, it really helps things get done that we're not going to get made. hmm but it starts to dilute his credibility—not his credibility, but like the brand. I guess it does. It
1: dilutes it because it's a taste. brand. Yeah, you know, because yeah. a lot. <laughs> he I mean, started the doing orphanage
2: that. was incredible, but that's basically the only one. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, troll, troll hunters—I think—which is a, I I it's I such a different it. genre, it's, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's so different. 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 But, but you know, you look and you see, like, okay, produced by Guillermo is different than directed by Guillermo. And Right. You, you start, to, you, right, you start to filter those ones. But with this, it's like, nope, this is Guillermo's. There's no way out of this. Shoot.
2: Well, we figured out yeah, after the movie that we still like the majority of his films. So it hasn't tipped the scales in that way. No, no. But we're I getting don't... to a point I where. Watching, I was
1: worried. Yeah. Was but we're getting not... to a point so where, bored. like. Yeah. I was thinking about his films in my head. I was, like, counting them. I was like, "Wait, is this going to be tipping me over to where I actually like less of his movies than I like, <laughs> or dislike more than I like?" <laughs> but it's, no. it's not. But that's how bored I was. I was counting them. No, but you know like, what is it is might it do it? Pinocchio. It certainly has the ability.
0: It really has the potential. It has it has that
2: potential? No, I like so much of his stuff, even though it scares the bejesus out of me. The
1: thing is, is like
2: I like the things I like from him so much; they're in my top favorite movies. So it's hard when someone who can make some of my absolute favorite films puts out something like this. Because even though I have seen egregiously worse films, of course, it's just disappointing every time, even though.
0: Where do you two stand on Pacific Rim? Oh, I enjoy it. I think it's so much fun. Okay, I was afraid because I I love Pacific Rim. It's, you know, it's dumb fun. It's I mean, it's in a similar Spider-Man vein. It's like, give me what I want, robots and monsters fighting.
1: (laughs) I might be the least least obsessed maybe here, which is odd because I'm the biggest horror guy. I really, I mean, I love him. Hans Loveren one of my top five favorite films so of all time. And I really, and I love Crimson Peak. I love Devil's Backbone. I love *Chronos*. I really like Pacific Rim. I think it's fun, but it's not something I'm like revisiting a ton or whatever. I don't think it's like the most amazing thing, but I, I enjoy it, you know, but it's not going on like a list for me, you know? And then I like Hellboy a lot. The first Hellboy. I, do I like not, Hellboy. I do not like the second Hellboy very much. And I do not like Blade 2. Because and Hellboy, so the second Hellboy could be solved
0: with like one easy plot yes, point, much like and, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yes, <laughs> and it's
1: just silly, and I was just like I didn't, I just didn't like it, and the elf thing. But I, but I love the first one, and Blade Two was not really for me, but I don't consider a bulk, like a a vast majority of his films on like a list of favorites of all time for me. It's like mostly Pan's Labyrinth, and the others, the other three that I like a lot, they're or that I love, they're on a list of probably like top hundred films, but they're not like in my top ten of all time.
2: sure yeah I mean yeah pans pans and crimson yeah pans and crimson make it into my top 10
1: but or at
2: least I think so I don't know I'd have to count them all but you know what I mean like pretty high up there
1: well you're considering them
2: for it yeah that I would consider but I would say that like I like devil's backbone well enough but I wouldn't put it like in a top or same with pacific rim enjoyed it but didn't
0: you know yeah, see, I would not consider Pan's or Crimson because because s- horror does not make it into my top. Like, it's just yeah. not something I rewatch, you know. It's a miracle that I watched them in the first place. I remember yeah. watching Pan's Labyrinth on a laptop, you know, in college, alone, and just being like, I'm going to die here. Somebody's going to murder me in this, like, mm-hmm. New York City apartment, you know. It's just like, even you know, if it takes place wherever it takes place, I was like, nope, someone's going to stab my face open. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, I hate oh,
1: this. He's just, I mean, it's such a masterfully made, movie and that it's just it nails the tension in the right places and the stress and all the things and it's like this just couldn't do it it couldn't get close one of the things I pointed out was the very beginning when we barely know anybody and the creature thing escapes and he's walking through that like horror house thing yeah to find the creature that absolutely should have been suspenseful should have had some matter some tension anything about it should have been a little because you're walking in in this this crazy thing is loose in there somewhere and he's walking through it. It's dark and the thing's moving. And it's like, that should have felt like, Ooh, what's going to happen. And I was sitting there just kind of like, okay. It just didn't nail the tone at all.
0: I, I will say I got a little freaked out by it just because I was expecting given the setup. Dana. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. It's like, given the (laughs) setup of it, I was like, okay, like this, this is before I realized that this film was going to go completely off the rails. And you know, mm-hmm. not be good that I was like, "Okay, this is when the scary things happen, like this is when a monster pops out yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is the moment where, if this was a film, oh a geek, it's a geek, a geek, you know when the geek escapes, I was like this is this is where it's gonna he's gonna." Bad things are going to happen, and then it sort of did, but it really didn't.
1: Yeah, but but imagine if the Guillermo who made Pan's Labyrinth made this movie and that had that scene, it would have. Yeah, I would have walked out because way. I would have like, yeah, been way yeah. more tense, <laughs> and that and that's what it was so missing above everything. Oh, I and mean, in, in in addition to everything else we talked about, it just it it didn't hit the mark anywhere.
0: It's so sad because again, there's so many so many good actors in it. We I still love Guillermo.
1: Yeah. <sighs> It makes me wonder, as I haven't, I haven't actually read the book, and I have not seen the original, and well, I don't, I don't have any interest at this point. But if this is an updated version of it, I'm like, pass.
2: No, thank you. This...
1: <laughs> like yeah. they have, they have to be more boring than this. Well, I, I
0: wonder though uh, if because they are older, uh, you know, if they're like aggressively more offensive, and therefore. Yeah somehow more interesting not interesting but you know like i feel like they're like not holding back on anything possibly that being said i just the general premise of it i'm not
1: super yeah i don't think i'll ever find out
0: (laughs) yeah yes i think that's fair
1: (laughs) not anytime soon anyway
0: yes well uh i would say it was still a very exciting week for us yeah in terms of yeah i had a good time i you know except for nightmare it's just thankfully i was on a different week (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's, it was it's, it was exciting in different ways, and I I think my biggest my biggest takeaway is still that I, I if you had told me even ten years ago that a new a Spider-Man film and a new Guillermo film were coming out in that same week, and I was gonna probably like an episode of Hawkeye better, mm- I would think you were crazy.
0: Well, you th- yeah. you liked the episode of Hawkeye better than you liked No Way Home. Nightmare
1: Alley. I think as as a as no, a piece,
0: Alley, we all agree is garbage. As but. a
1: piece of as a piece of work. Yes, like I enjoyed Spider-Man, but I think as far as, the, we'll see how Hawkeye ends, but I enjoyed the episode and didn't have like a bunch of complaints about the episode. Mm. Like I didn't have plot complaints as much, more just kind of like, okay, is this going to wrap up in a way that's okay? Yeah, that's But funny. as of now, I have, I you know, whereas Spider-Man, I enjoyed, like I said, I was enjoying watching it, but I'm not running out to watch it again anytime soon that I know of. Like I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait. And it's just kind of like the plot points are still so glaring that I'm like, going to give it time to mellow for me. That's fair. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean... I I actually don't end up watching a lot of the superhero movies again. I think we've talked about this, but yeah, I would be I feel like I was so wound up for this one because I was like, what's gonna happen? I don't want people to spoil it for me, you know, all this stuff that I don't always enjoy them as much. And I still enjoyed myself immensely, but yeah, you know, being able to watch it a second time through without the pressure of being like, Okay, I know. But the big things are. Now we let yeah. me look for the little things. Like could be more enjoyable, but I think that it will also highlight the glaring. Yes, it either
1: makes or breaks. It can. Either, yeah, you know.
0: so maybe I should not go back and watch it. Maybe yeah, maybe just it. let
1: it live. Let it. Yeah. Well, I'm over here. Like, I mean, I watch everything, and I'm like, I've watched it so many times, and I cannot wait till January 12th when the Eternals comes out. Like, I'm just dying. I'm excited so, to
0: rewatch Eternals. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. I did think about rewatching the Tobey Maguire ones. I thought. I, Again, I thought about watching the Garfield ones. but I was like, no, I think I liked the send off for them. Yeah, enough that I leave don't... them where they are. Yeah, let let them let them be.
1: Let let sleeping dogs lie, you know. Yeah,
0: let's <laughs> let sleeping Spiderman.
1: Let uh, sleeping <laughs> Spiderman swing. Spiderman, yeah, spider around, you know.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of follow up points. So, in terms of Ned becoming the Hobgoblin. At one point, the character of Hobgoblin does have an alter ego named Ned Leeds. Apparently, Hobgoblin's identity was one of the longest-running mysteries in Spider-Man comics. He also wears and uses a lot of Halloween imagery, so that may have been hinted at in the Halloween scene in No Way Home, but we could also be reading too much into that. Not sure whether or not this is the path they're going down. Um, You know, mild spoiler for the comics part of this history, but, but the Ned Leeds character was... More of a scapegoat for Hobgoblin than an evil criminal mastermind. But, you know, the MCU can do whatever they want, so it's a possibility there. The book that Jackie was referencing is called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, and it's by V.E. Schwab. It came out in October of 2020. And then as for America Chavez, I didn't know who they were talking about in the moment, but looking it up, America Chavez is a superhero who's called Miss America. Don't love that, but, you know it is what it is. She's going to be played by Sauchi Gomez, who's in the Netflix version of The Babysitter's Club. And Miss America is a member of the Young Avengers. She's a human from a parallel dimension. She has you know, the usual superhuman strength and durability. She also has the power of flight. She can also kick open star shaped holes in reality, letting her travel the multiverse. Yes, it explicitly describes them as star shaped. She can also almost travel at the speed of light, which is what Spectrum, aka Monica Rambeau, can do. And she can release energy blasts when under extreme duress so she's another of our cast of characters who are shaping up to be what we're assuming are maybe the young avengers slash west coast avengers very excited for that that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing